Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Stevens Creek. It's great to see you another morning. How are y'all feeling? Good. Yes. Awesome. And for those of you who are joining us online, welcome. We're so glad you are with us this morning. So uh, for the last four weeks, we've been in this School of Rock series. Have y'all been enjoying that? It's been a lot of fun. Yes. You didn't know we had rock stars on our staff here. They are uh, completely talented and it's amazing. But first week, uh, we talked about um, trusting in the right rock. We, the second week, we talked about building on the right rock. And last week, we talked about obtaining grace from the rock. And I know you're probably tired about hearing about rocks, but uh, this final week, we're going to talk about rock reminders, rock reminders. And so if you have your Bibles, go with me to Joshua, the fourth chapter, starting at the first verse, Joshua chapter four, starting at verse one. And so this is my first Thanksgiving in the South. So I am waiting with great expectation because uh, you guys have a very good reputation that your food is legendary. So I will let you know if it lives up to the reputation, but we're excited about Thursday and Thanksgiving. And there's so much for all of us to be thankful for. Um, Joshua chapter four, starting at the first verse. And it says, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan from right where the priests are standing and carry them over with you and put them at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. I want to talk to you for a few moments on the idea of subject matter, rock reminders. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day and this opportunity to share your word. I pray that you would bless it and make us be receptive in Jesus name. Amen. So, um, one of the first things you might learn about me, um, if you spend any time talking to me is that I am a big Apple fan. I love iPhones, iPads, Macs, um, Apple TV. Uh, I believe Apple is right and everything else as well. Not, um, so it's just who I am. That's what I think. If you disagree, that's okay. I'll pray for you, but Apple is one of my favorite things because one of the main reasons is that it just works. Uh, what you want it to do, what you need it to do, it just 
works. And so one of the features that I use uh, consistently is the remind app, the remind feature. You see, because although we like to say that our memory is great and our brains are great, sometimes we just don't remember. And after coming home one too many times, forgetting what I was supposed to pick up and seeing the look on my wife's face, I decided I had to do something different. And so I use the remind app. For example, this week, Excuse me. This week, um, she texted me on Monday and said, love, don't forget to pick up diapers and wipes on your way home. We are getting we're running low. And so like a good Apple um, Apple person that I am, I said, hey, Siri, remind me when I leave here to pick up diapers and wipes. And lo and behold, when I left. I forgot all about the diapers and the wipes. But Siri, my faithful companion, she buzzed as soon as I left the property and said, remember, pick up some diapers and wipes. That's just my version of Siri's voice. She sounds really nice and sweet to me. But uh, she reminded me to pick up the diapers and wipes and I was able to pick it up and bring it home. And in our text this morning, our biblical passage, God is wanting to remind the children of Israel of a few things. He wants them to remember some things, to be reminded of things. And in the absence of Apple phones and the Remind app and the Sprinkle of Jesus app, he has a different method of making sure they know what he's trying to remind them of. You see, where we're dropped in our text this morning is at the close of a story. It's not in the beginning. In fact, we have to rewind a a few books to really hear the beginning of this story. 40 plus years ago, the children of Israel had just left Egypt and they were uh, closing in on the promised land. And when given the opportunity to cross over, they failed. They doubted. They, They missed the mark and they ended up wandering for 40 years. And now in Joshua chapter three, they get to the same place again. And they're given the opportunity to cross over. But this time it was different. It was amazing. They believed God. They trusted God and God uh, did a miracle. They parted the water. They were able to cross over on dry land. And I can imagine the scene right now. It's probably if Georgia beats Alabama, it's a great day and everybody's celebrating and cheering. Yes, like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful time. But in the middle of that, God stops and speaks to Joshua and says, "I I know you celebrate and I know you're excited, but I need to remind you of a few things. Sometimes we get so focused on a moment that we miss some of the things that God wants to say to us. Sometimes we get so caught up in the euphoria of a moment that we miss that there is more that God has for us. There is more than where our current situation is because they are literally about to face Jericho next. And so before they get to Jericho, God says, I need to remind you of a few things before you get to your next test, your next trial. I need to remind you of a few things. And here's the four uh, things that I just want to uh, remind you of four rock reminders. The first is life is full of challenges. I know, you know, sometimes we paint this really pretty picture of once you come to Jesus, everything will be nice and loving and sweet. But the fact of the matter is that we will have challenges in our life. In first Peter chapter four and verse 12, he says, dear friends, 
don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Challenges are normal in life. Challenges are a part of life. It is not something that you should be surprised about. I, I know you want a, a rosy bed of uh, a rosy experience, but sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. If you look at the life of the children of Israel, they had just got to the Jordan and crossed over. That was a challenge. Before that, they were dealing with uh, wilderness wandering. That was a challenge. And before that, there was the Red Sea. That was a challenge. And before that, they were in Egypt. They were after challenge, after challenge, after challenge. And that's going to happen in our own lives. Sometimes we are going to see challenges. We're going to be faced with obstacles. But here's the lesson here is that every single challenge, God showed up in the midst of the circumstances that they were facing. The good news for us is that whenever we face life challenges, it's an opportunity for God to show up in our lives. That God does not just allow things to happen, but it's a great chance for God to show himself as who he is in our lives. In all these situations and the challenges that they faced, God showed up in multiple different ways in order to show them that he was their God. Our challenges in life do not come to destroy us, but they come to build our our character and uh, develop our faith. They are not there to bring us down, but they are there to propel us forward. Sometimes the very challenge we are avoiding is the very thing we need to confront for our destiny. Sometimes the very place that we are trying to walk away from is in the direct line of where God is trying to take us. Life is full of challenges. But here's the second rock reminder that is here is that uh, not only is life full of challenges, but when you are faced with these challenges, we need to be reminded to put God first, to always put God first. In Proverbs chapter three and verse six, he says it like this in everything you do, put God first and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Sometimes the reason why we don't seek success is because we don't got, we don't have God in the right place. Sometimes we miss opportunities for success because we don't have our priorities in order. Jesus in the new Testament said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Meaning the things that you're worried about, the things that you're concerned about, the things that you desire, they'll be added to you. If you are able to put God first in your life, in the life of the Israelites, the way that they put God first was remarkable. What they decided to do is the last time we got here, we were in our feelings. We were in our emotions. We had our fear and our issues. This time we're going to do it differently. What they did was put the Ark of the Covenant of God in front of them. What the Ark represented was the presence of God. It was symbolic of them saying, God, you lead us. You go before us. We're going to put you first. And in our lives, we need to do the same thing. We need to... uh, Decide to put God first in our lives. Decide to make sure that God is the first person we talk to. I'm always amazed at how people uh, come... Especially it happens all the time with dating. They, they find somebody, fall in love with that somebody and then say, God, this is who I want. Is this your will? 
instead of saying, God, who do you desire for me? What is your plan? Sometimes we move before God and that is a way that we don't put him first. If we put God first and ask his opinion before we make decisions, then God will lead and order our uh, steps in order to keep us from the snares and the traps that are ahead of us. Putting God first will keep us on the path that he has for our lives. It's important to put God first because it orders your steps and directs your decision making. For Joshua, they knew where to go because they were following God instead of trying to get God to bless what they were trying to do. And here's the promise on here is that God says, when you put him first, he will crown your efforts with success. The the success you're looking for is found in following God. The success you're looking for is found in putting God first. First in our decision making. First in opinions. Instead of giving God our leftover time, we give him the best time. We give him quality time. Putting God first can revolutionize our lives. But the third rock reminder that is here in our text. The third rock reminder is that we need to make sure that we trust God's instructions. We have to trust what God has said to us and not just hear what God has said to us. Uh, What's really awesome about this text. If you go back into Joshua, the third chapter, what happens is God tells the children of Israel, I want you to cross over now. Now, what makes that a little bit difficult is that it was harvest time. And in harvest time, the the banks of the river were overflowing. So in other words, God was telling them to do something that didn't seem naturally possible, that didn't seem to make a lot of sense. And scripture tells us that we need to walk by faith and not by sight. We got to make sure that we are willing to trust God even when we can't trace him, to trust God in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of uh, information that doesn't make sense, that doesn't seem like the right way to go. We have to trust God in in Psalms 37 and verse five, he says it like this. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him also and he will do it. We've got to trust in what he has told us to do. In Joshua's case, what he began to do is not only did he send the priest first, but they begin to walk towards a water that was not parted. And sometimes I don't know what you're facing in your life, but sometimes you've got to walk towards what God has told you to do, even when it doesn't seem like it's going to work out for you. Sometimes you've got to walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes you've got to listen to what God says over what you see. And in the case of the Israelites, they begin to walk towards water that wasn't parted, walk towards water that should have drowned them, walk towards water that looked like it wasn't going to work out for them. And it wasn't until their foot hit the water that the water began to part and some of us need to walk by faith and not by sight and say God I'm going to trust you and walk forward even though it doesn't look alright even though it doesn't seem like it's going to work out I'm going to trust you and keep walking 
I'm going to trust you and move forward in uh, the third chapter in the 16th verse. What it tells us is that God stopped the water in places that they couldn't see. Uh, Can I submit to you that God is working on your behalf behind the scenes, that God is working in areas that you can't see, but he's working for your good. He's talking and putting it on people's heart that you don't know about in order to open the opportunity for you. He's working behind the scenes, but we've got to be willing to trust his instructions even when it doesn't make sense to us and that's the key it's surrendering our will and trusting God's will it's believing when he says that he has a plan for our life he means that thing it's believing that he he's gonna work all things together for our good That we believe that thing and we are willing to walk that thing out. And because of their faithfulness, because of their trust in God's instructions, Joshua and the people of Israel were able to walk on dry land. And see, God's instructions are going to lead us in the right direction. And whenever we trust those instructions, we will end up at our right destination. And because they trusted in him, they ended up in a promised place and they were moving forward. But here's the fourth rock reminder. And this is the one that I feel is most important. And it was critical for them to understand because they were in the middle of one victory and facing a new test. They had just crossed over Jordan and now they are looking towards Jericho. And in the midst of that, God says, I need you to stop and build a reminder because what's coming is going to be predicated on what's already happened. What's coming, it's, it's going to demand that you remember what I've already done. And here's the fourth thing is that God keeps his promises. I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know the disappointments that you've had. I don't know what you're waiting on, but I've come to declare to you today that the same God who has done it before is the same God who will do it again. God keeps his promises. He keeps his word. You see the fact that they were standing on that dry ground was not an accident. It was a promise given to Abraham over 400 years ago. And although the promise was delayed, the promise was not denied. So whatever you are waiting on, whatever you are seeking God for, God says he is a promise keeper. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to let it fall. God is going to keep his promises. Three things that God will never do and God will never lie. In Numbers 23 and 19, he says he's not a man that he should lie. I know other people told you they were going to do stuff for you. And they didn't do it. But God says, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. I know other people disappointed you, but God says he will never lie to us. He's never going to go back on his word in our lives. The second thing that he says is he says, I will never leave you. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter and the fifth verse, uh, uh, the writer of Hebrews repeats what 
is said in Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter in the sixth verse. And all he says is, I will never leave you or forsake you. In other words, God says, I'm going to be with you through the end. I'm going to be with you when you're down and out. I'm not going to leave you when others forsake you. I'm not going to leave you when others criticize you and talk about you. When you're by yourself and you've cried tears, God says, I'm there catching your tears. I'm there standing with you when you reach the mountaintop and you see success. I'm going to be there with you. God says, I'm going to be there with you through every season of your life. That's his promise. But here's the third and final promise that he makes to us. He says, God will never fail. God will never fail. In Joshua, the 21st chapter at the 45th verse, what he says is that every good promise of the Lord, and I'm paraphrasing, none of them fell to the ground. They were all accomplished. Everything that he promised happened. God will never fail us. We've had disappointments in our lives. We've had sorrow in our lives. And if you look over the the last few months of this year, you you you've had some tough seasons. But here's the promise that God will never fail us underneath your seat. There should be a rock. And I want you to grab that rock. I want to talk to you guys about something that we do at our house, something that we do at our house. If you're grabbing that rock there were some seasons and times, if you don't got one, look to the left or your right, it's there. No, it's not to throw at me. Please don't. But these rocks are reminders of God's faithfulness. You see, in our house, we have this rock jar to remind us if we ever face a season that seems insurmountable. If we ever face a season that seems too difficult, that seems too hard, that seems like it's not going to work out for us. We just remind ourselves of what God has done. You see, October 2015, my wife had a health crisis and they told us that we would not have children. But October 2016, we found out we were pregnant with our first son. In November of 2013, God told me to move away from my hometown to follow ministry. My father had died a year or two ago, and I said, God, who is going to take care of my mother? What, who, who's going to take care of the lawn and all those other things? What's going to happen, God? And God said, trust me. After I left, it snowed about a month later. And we didn't have anything planned, but a neighbor down the street came up and snow blowed her yard. And then when the springtime came, that same neighbor came and mowed the lawn. And when fall came, that same neighbor came and raked the leaves. And it was just another reminder of God's faithfulness. And I I remember when we first got married and we were facing a financial crisis and didn't know what to do. And God sent somebody to, to help us out. And it was just a reminder of his faithfulness. And then I can imagine 30 years ago, Stevens Creek in that borrowed living room could not imagine this day, but it's just another reminder of God's faithfulness 
And I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know the storms in your life. But as you hold that rock, I want to remind you that God is faithful. And the same God who has restored you before, the same God who has been a way maker before, the same God who created a miracle, who worked it out for you before, will do it again. He is a promise keeper. He will do what he has promised to do. And right now, if you would stand with me, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for every person who's facing doubt, that that rock would be a reminder of God's faithfulness. For every person who is worried about how something is going to work out, that you would remember and be reminded of what God has already done in your life. And since he's done it before, he will do it again. Scripture says he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He says he changes not. He is still a deliverer. He is still a provider. God will do it. Father, we thank you for your word that has been declared. We thank you that you keep your promises, God, that you keep your word. Father, help us to be reminded that you will do it again. Help us to be reminded, God, that the trials that we are facing are not bigger than our God. The trials that we are facing are not greater than our God. So, Lord, we pray that faith will arise in this place, that you would encourage the hearts of your children, God. Let us seek you like never before, God. And, Lord Jesus, as you do it again for us individually, God, help us to be reminded about what you're going to do for this house corporately, God. That you're going to expand our borders, God. That there is a second harvest coming, God. That greater is on the way for us, God. Help us to be excited because you're about to do it again you're about to change lives again you're about to work it out again god we thank you and we bless you in the strong name of jesus we pray amen and amen let's seal that thing with a praise thanks for listening if you would like to help support the ministries of stevens creek church please go to stevenscreekchurch.com and click the give button see you next time